Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about over-refurbing and exposure and continuous learning. But first, I just wanted to give you my usual weekly roundup. So this episode was supposed to be a little different. I was supposed to have recorded this episode whilst on holiday. I had planned to actually record it while I was at JFK Airport. Um... I thought that would have been a bit different because it would have allowed me to keep to my usual recording schedule. So I would have, was coming back from holiday um, and it would have been, like I said, it would have allowed me to keep to my usual recording schedule without changing too much. But uh, the best laid plans and everything. So um, once I arrived at JFK Airport, it cl- clearly became aware that um, on the land side, because I, um, I had an eight hour layover at JFK, unfortunately. So I had to wait um eight hours but before I could get on the next flight but equally I could only check in three hours before the second flight so I had most of my hours at JFK airport were on the land side of JFK airport and there were no facilities land side there there was um, one charging point that I could find which was always taken so unfortunately, I had nowhere to plug in my recorder, my Zoom H4N recorder, which I record the podcast on, to be able to record. So I just couldn't do it. And then I figured, right, what I'll do is I'll wait until I get through to the other side, plug it in, and we're good to go. So anyway, got through all security again, got my baggage through, got got everything through security, um, got in, and absolutely hectic in the airport. So uh, there were no quiet spaces to be able to record. So um, so that put pit paid to that anyway so that didn't happen so i'm recording it's uh half one in the morning i've just got straight back from the airport i've just come in and straight on with the podcast so um so that's why i may sound a little bit funny and why it might take me a little longer to get through what i would normally say so um, bear with me on that one today um but it's been a good trip so which i'll get on to afterwards actually so let's talk about over refurbing your property so I was having a good conversation with somebody while I was away um, about refurbing properties. So they were doing a, a refurbishment on their property and he was like, so I don't know whether I'm going to live in the property myself or whether I'm going to rent it out. And I said, well, what was the original? What was the original aim? And he said, well, I don't know. I didn't really buy the property with an aim in mind. I just knew that I wanted to refurb it. But I've done it to such a high standard now that I really like it and it's really good and it would kind of be too much to rent out. You know, people wouldn't care for it as well as I would and and stuff. So we had a really good conversation about what the kind of levels of refurbishment are. Because, you know, when you get a property, whether it's um, for yourself or whether it's for an investment property, you know, most properties you get do require us uh, at least a small level of work you know some properties may only need the you know a lick of paint here and there to cover up scratches or whatever so, you know some might be pretty good quality some you know might need a new kitchen or, or a new bathroom or it's just maybe maybe they don't need a new kitchen maybe they just need new cupboard doors or something so that it looks new but the rest of it's perfectly fine um so so most properties need something doing with them it's just kind of what level you do that refurb so you've kind of got having your in mind your end goal and it's really important because each strategy each of the property strategy strategies will require a different outcome so for example a refurb that you're doing for a professional buy to let 
will be completely different to a refurb you would do for a student HMO, for example. Um, they're two different markets. They're two different end products. So you kind of need to have a think before you get started about what your strategy is going to be with that property and then have a think about what the investment against that strategy is because obviously you don't want to put high-end kitchens and stuff into a student accommodation you know your turnovers a lot more they generally all the students you know they do get a bad rep sometimes um they usually don't go out of their way to try and damage stuff you know you do hear these horror stories and i've certainly heard my fair share of them as i'm as i've moved around the community now in the last few months but usually people find that they don't have major problems but that like i said that being said they do have a higher turnover rate so they do move through um, buildings quickly they tend to be in out in and out of the building itself you know a lot more often you know in and out to different um uh, courses and lectures and whatnot so they're in and out at different hours and they're just transient transiting through the house a lot quicker so whereas a professional couple you know they, or a professional person come home at set time every day cook dinner um, have their routine or whatever you know students don't have that much of a routine so they, they fly through the house a bit quicker so that will in turn do more damage to the house and intentionally usually like i say but it will just do more damage. So you don't want to go and put that high-end stuff in to the student accommodation unless you're particularly targeting um, uh, high-end students for a particular area. Um, but the average student accommodation, you will require a less of a standard than a professional um, accommodation would do. So kind of have that in your mind. And like I said, you really ought to think about that before you get started with the refurb because otherwise you're getting yourself into the situation where you've put so much time, money and effort into this refurb and you think, oh, now it doesn't quite match what I had aligned to it. So now I've got to do something else with the property or potentially lose that investment that you've already put into the property, which would be a great change. So try and think that through before um, before doing the refurbs. I think that's important. If you're not sure, talk it through with somebody and kind of speak it through. Maybe um, Go online and have a look at examples of um, similar properties from your local area so that you can see what quality they work to. Um, that's always a good idea so that you know what kind of bar. Don't just look at one, look at three or four so that you know what kind of a bar to set. So you know what level, uh, what standard uh, has been set for your area for, for each of the different types of strategy and property. So have a look and see what, what your what what that standard is in your local area and that's really going to help you out and really kind of give you an idea of what that bar is and what you should be aiming for for your particular property so hopefully that that will help you out there the second thing i wanted to talk to was um exposure and continuous learning so i think it's really important that you're you continuously expose yourself to new ideas new people new ways of doing things um to get that continuous learning and that continuous growth um, because I think you know in today's uh, in today's age, I think that if you're not learning and and growing, you're kind of sitting still. And if you're sitting still, eventually you're going to start going backwards because there there are always new strategies. There are always better ways to be doing things, and it doesn't matter whether that's kind of in property or whether it's in uh, your, your personal life, whether it's kind of health and fitness or building your relationships or whatever that might be. There's always something you can learn from other people. Um, to develop yourself further 
So this was one of the reasons why I was on holiday. So it was kind of a holiday, half holiday, half kind of personal development. Um, so you've heard me a lot. A lot of you have heard me talk about Eric Thomas before on on the podcast. Um, I really look up to Eric Thomas, and I love a lot of the material that he puts out. Um, if you've not seen him, go and have a look at him. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He's really good. Um, so I was on a conference with him for a week in Jamaica. Um, and, and the kind of format, which is really good, I, I thought was a day of conference and a kind of day of rest and relaxation, day of conference, day of re- rest, relaxation. So on days off, so to speak, uh, we could do whatever we want, um, which I just used to chill out and around the resort, um, which I needed to by the end of it because I managed to, I'm probably the only person to manage to catch flu um, in 28 degree heat um, out in Jamaica. I was quite unlucky. But I still had a phenomenal time, still loved the conferences, still had, um, you know, sat and enjoyed the sun, um, got some sun in, read a lot more than I would usually during the week. I got through uh, three books while I was away, so that was good in, in a week. Um, and then obviously all the learning elements as well. But part of going away to do this was about meeting new people now. Um, a lot of you heard the first episode of the podcast where I talked about Jamal King. So Jamal was there again. Um, so it was good to catch up with him. Um, but it's about having those conversations with people that you wouldn't normally have in your today in your day to day life, and they kind of spark new ideas and spark new growth. And you think, oh, actually, it would be brilliant if I could do that, or you know, if I could incorporate that into my routine, or you know, something along those lines. And taking that time out to actually consciously learn and grow. I think it's really important and I don't think enough of us do it. I certainly haven't up until recently. Um, so uh, what I'm going to do next for next week's podcast or maybe the one after, I'll try and go through some of the things that I've learned on the conference uh, while I was away and um, some of those um, lovely little tidbits that I got. And I thought, oh, that that was a really good good idea. I can incorporate that into my routine or I can do something with that in my business um, because there were loads of those kind of little um, ideas that I came, that I found um, from, from talking to various different groups of people. So I really want to go through that. But I think you know I think it's important for you to have a think and have be intentional, like I say, about your learning. You know, and learning can be many different forms. So that's just one way. What I was doing, I went away on a conference. You know, you can do day conferences here in the UK. Um, we're very lucky that we have a lot of availability of conferences, whether that's property conferences, which there are some, um, whether it's health and fitness conferences, which again, there are some, if it's travel conferences, whatever it might be that you're interested in learning more and growing in that area, there's usually a conference or an uh, expo that you can go to somewhere, you know, like the NEC or um, um, plenty of venues in London that do that, uh, Olympia and sites like that as well that do lots of different um, events throughout the year. So have a look at those kind of events, but also have a think about other types of learning as well. You know, simply reading a book is learning as well. You know, quite often, you know, a lifetime of learning goes into writing a book. Um, I'm talking specifically about nonfiction books. Um, So whether that's personal development books or sport type books, um, whether it's kind of yeah, health and fitness books, um, relationship books, um, any of those kind of, uh, you know, you can get books on any topic. So, again, have a think about, oh, can I incorporate that regularly? You know, can I read one book a month or can I read a book a week or can I read a book every other month? 
you know, incorporate something in regularly so you're always learning something new and always growing. And again, there's other ways of learning. So I know some people like to learn uh, from watching YouTube videos, for example, which I always find quite useful if I'm trying to do something quickly. Um, I tend to do a quick YouTube search for it and away you go because there's not much you can't learn off of YouTube nowadays. So again, that's another good place to have a look if you if you want to learn a particular skill, you know. For example, if you're just getting started on your pro- your own property entrepreneur journey, maybe you need a new website. Bang, pop it into YouTube. Um, best website hoster. It, it'll come up with a number of different website hosters and it'll show you usually comparison videos on there and then it'll um, show you how to design through that website host as well. So it, it's kind of that all-in-one resource. So there's a number of different ways that you can learn. There's a number of others as well. Obviously, podcast is one of them. Are you... Are you listening to this podcast on a regular basis? Are you listening to other podcasts on a regular basis? Audio books, you know, something like Audible, um, you know, is a good example of that where you can learn through um, through people reading so, so that you can be doing other activities, you know, while you're driving to work in the morning. Can you have that audio book or podcast playing? You're learning and kind of utilize that time a little bit better, a bit more effectively. So just but consciously think about that time that you're going to spend learning. And like I say, it doesn't necessarily have to be 20 minutes every evening. It can be as you're driving to work. It can be as you're on the bus on the way into town, listening to things or taking the book with you in your in your bag or rucksack. Um, you know, five minutes here and there, you're at the doctor's waiting for an appointment. Take a book and read it with you. Uh, or take your headphones and, and listen listen while you're sat waiting. You know, can can you take advantage of that downtime that you would otherwise have and make it slightly more productive and, and then put that stuff into use either in your business or in your personal life? Again, it doesn't always have to be business because I think that we should be looking after, you know, as you know, you know, those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast know that I'm keen on my health and fitness as well. And I think that's really important and also building relationships so those things can always be worked on as well. So um, are there things there that you can that can interest you now? Don't go and do, um, and this is the same as I've said before, set yourself up for success with this. If you don't like reading, don't try and go and read a book every week because um, so you're just going to fail at that. So, But if you, don't, if you don't like reading, maybe you like watching the YouTube videos. And maybe if you don't like watching the YouTube videos, you can listen to a podcast while you're, while you're cooking your dinner or um, doing the ironing or whatever it may be. So hopefully that's helped out. Um, so just in a quick summary of what I've spoken about there. So when you're refurbing a property, be clear what your intention is from the outset. Don't forget to have that strategy in mind and have um, a good idea of what the standard is in your area for that particular strategy. So um, have a look online and see what the standard of um, accommodation is for that particular market that you're aiming for to give you an idea. Have that in the back of your mind. Don't overdo it. Don't underdo it. Try and get it just right so that it's um, the market expectation or just slightly higher so that you've, you've kind of got a, a better product than other people, so, so to speak. So try and always keep that in mind. And then have some intentional time where that you've set aside for learning, whether that's reading, YouTube videos, podcasts, audio books, whatever it may be, conferences, etc. Um, schedule something in and make sure that you kind of continuously learning and developing and growing so that you can make your property entrepreneur journey as successful as it possibly can be. So stop listening to me, get yourself out there, start looking at properties, start looking at the level of quality that they are and put some time aside 
for some continuous learning and growth. Thanks very much. See you next week.